I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Are you or someone you love a victim of fat shaming? It's not nice. But obesity leads to fatigue, insulin resistance, and diabetes, which can cause serious health complications. So many people have developed insulin-resistant prediabetes, and the main culprit is fat-causing sugar and insulin. I want to let you know about Bocha Sweet, a new organic all-natural sugar replacement made from kombucha, a superfood. You see this pento sweetener can help fight insulin resistance because it provides pure cell energy with no insulin stimulation. It's diabetic-friendly and keto-perfect. John writes, I'm a diabetic and I have discovered Bocha Sweet. After trying it, I'm a believer and I'm telling everyone. And Kate says, this sweetener is fabulous and it works great in all of my keto recipes. Bocha Sweet tastes, bakes, and cooks like sugar with no aftertaste or blood sugar spikes. For just $12.99, you get one pound of Bocha Sweet and a protein bar plus free shipping. Go to BochaSweet.com. Taste healthy sweetness. Win the fight against insulin resistance. Go to BochaSweet.com. The belly fat will melt away. That's BochaSweet.com. Podcast One presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak Bierman. Hi, you guys. Welcome to this episode of House of Kim. What's popping, baby? We got some some sad news, actually. Um, and then we have some irritating news and uh welcome to the positive podcast of kim and croy <laughs> anyway i said croy i was going to tell you guys about this baseball situation he's like let's just try to stay positive i'm like no let's not let's share so i guess we'll just jump into that and then we'll talk about what happened okay and what's it's really sad i feel so full right now well we just i just had two donuts which is horrible and because i didn't get my 310 shake this morning so i had two donuts and a half a bowl of frosted flakes and tracy brought some grass-fed organic milk and it's like so rich it's like eating my cereal with cream (laughs) i know it's better for you but like i'm not into that shit right now i don't know anyways you guys okay so big week for baseball and this is the last week of baseball yeah saturday the saturday we're done so are we in the championship no so this if we win if we win tomorrow's well yeah if you win tomorrow's game yeah kane then he'll be in the championship game on saturday yep and then and then the other boys they'll have we'll win uh, kane's games like his leagues uh, his team's the best cash they since they lost last weekend now they're now they're playing for i think third and fourth on saturday that's just ridiculous that's just a fucking cheater yeah um so that's why he doesn't have one during the week. And then KJ oh. has one during the week. And if they win this one, then they're in the championship on Saturday. Okay. So let me tell you about KJ. 
Okay, you guys. So again, Matt Whitmer and Croy are coaches together. They're really good, positive team. Um, Matt travels for work. So when he does, uh, Croy fills in as pitcher, which I'm sure, I'm sure you guys have seen on my Snapchat. And then Croy is, you know, the, the head coach. So that's just kind of how it works out. Well, Matt realized that, um, this Thursday, game day. He realized this last week that he's going to be out of town. Unfortunately, he, I guess he tried to move his schedule. It just wasn't the only possible. Day this week. The only day this week that he's, he's out, of out of town is Thursday. Thursday. So he had asked the other coach to switch the game. He could do a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, or a Friday, any other day, please. But Thursday, the coach, I guess, went to the other team, which I guess isn't the truth, but went to the other team and the other team said, no, you know what? Uh, can't no, do no. any. Well, he said, yeah, the parents, the parents uh, said nobody, well, nobody else can shift. Well, we all have yeah. to do it Thursday. Well, every that's what I was trying to, to say. Like what wasn't the truth was he said all the, nobody, nobody can switch. Everybody has to do Thursday. So Matt's right. like, damn it, man. Like, cause he pitches to the kids every game unless Croy's out of town. And right. obviously this is a very serious game. The kids are used to hitting off of, of, uh, Matt. Matt's pitches, Croy yeah. does a great job, but they're used to hitting off of Matt's pitches. And so I guess, you know, we kind of found out through the grapevine that, that he actually just asked the parents, is Thursday still good for everybody? And everybody responded yes. Instead of saying, Hey, can anybody do, can we do a Monday, Tuesday? What do you guys think about Wednesday, Friday, any day but Thursday? Right. So you know what? We're going to win. <laughs> it's called karma. <laughs> and we're going to be rowdy. We're going to be fun. We're going to be positive. And I can't wait to tell you guys that KJ. Their tactic didn't work. It didn't work. Like, you're just a douche canoe. Like, why would you do that? You're, you're just, because you want to like one cool. up. Yeah. It's not playing with integrity. It goes back to the whole thing of like, man, just have fun in the game. Like, maybe switching, you would have won that way, but now you're sure to fucking lose. Right. Just watch. Just right. watch, y'all. Just watch. <laughs> I got friends in high places up in the sky, and God and I are really good friends and really close right now. So, anyhow, okay, that's the story on that. We're not going to dwell on it too much because we don't need to, but I just wanted to share with you guys, this is the kind of the frustration of just baseball and, and you know, the parents and the competitiveness and the, and the lack of... Um, care and lack of like just yeah. There, it's, well, nobody's it's friends of, in this at, at this stage. No, nobody's friends. Kind of, you know. I think what we've kind of figured out is that it, uh, you know, right now at this at this time, uh, it's kind of the wild wild west of of baseball. You know, it's a lot. It really a is. lot of it falls on the coaches' shoulders. So they they're the ones reaching out to the parents. There's real no uh, checks and balances to this uh, thing, which is. You know, fun and it's right, but also kind of, you know, people take advantage. They just do and, and it's unfortunate, but, uh, I don't think that was the right thing to do. You know, obviously you want the boys to have a fair chance. Um, it's definitely a disadvantage when they're not used to hitting off yeah. of the coach that they pitch. No pressure, Croy. Right. No pressure, Croy. Right. Like I'll take the fall. It's all right if I have to. You do a great job, sweetie. Yeah. Uh, Croy colored my hair yesterday. I was just looking at it in the mirror because, um, as you guys know, we are, um, doing this in our hair salon and my hair color is like a little dark. I haven't been able to get it colored since February, like highlighted and all that. So I'll be going to Arizona. I was supposed to be in Arizona right now, but due to scheduling conflicts and stuff with Bravo and whatnot, we weren't able to go. So we'll go towards the end of the month, but I'm well, like I, a little uh, bit depressed with I, my I, hair color. It's a little dark. Yeah. And I appreciate the, uh, 
uh, the shout out there, but I'm not really. <laughs> You're a jackass. I'm not really coloring your hair. It's it's called a what do you call it a root touch up? Yeah, he's just doing my roots. Yeah, yeah okay, I got you. Right, so, right. I guess I need you know. to be clear. I realize sometimes when I listen back to our <laughs> podcast, like that makes no fucking sense. Like you got to be really thorough. Like I expect you all to read my mind. But anyway, so he, I, he, he I did am, my I am roots. for hire though. If you need a root touch up, I, Corey I got you is covered. not for hire, bitches. So don't try it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> So we had beautiful uh, Ariel on our podcast, Brielle's best friend. Uh, one she, of, has one she been of, on a couple of times or just Just once, one time. Just one time so far. Yeah. Really sweet girl, you guys. Um, love her to death. She's like another daughter to me. She's a very sweet, loving person. And yesterday, um, Ariana, about 2.30, was like, Mom, and you know, I hear all these fire trucks, and holy shit, Mom. And she sent me all these pictures of the sky and just huge black clouds. I mean, a you know, black cloud, like a very specific location. Anyways, I was like, God, that's so terrible. Oh my God. And so I said, just be careful. And, and so she kept sending me pictures because she went to Starbucks. You could still see this big black cloud. She was at the school. You could see it. She's coming home. You could see it. You know, like it was definitely, uh, you could see it from many different locations within a, I'd say a couple mile radius. Very, very large plume of black smoke coming from the trees. So. Um, Brielle's like, God, I hope it's not Ariel's house because, you know, she lives over that way. I'm like, Brielle, shut up. Well, Brielle kept calling her and no answer, no answer, no answer. And finally she picked up and she's hysterical and it's her house. So, um, she's like, Brielle, Brielle, I can't buy my dog. I can't. She's screaming. I can hear her talking to Brielle or whatever. I'm, I'm like 20 feet away from Brielle and I can hear her screaming for her dog. Like, I can't buy my dog, Brielle. And like, just, and Brielle's like, I'm on my way, you know? So we only live a couple miles from her dad's house. And so, um, I said, Corey, I think you should come because I don't, I don't know where her dad is. Yeah, um, he wasn't, he wasn't there right. at that time. Yeah. So I said, Corey, we need your help. Like, we, you know, we, we want to need. So I quickly, I had pajamas on. I put a bra on because you can see through my tank top and we were out the door, got there and it looked like a crime scene. I've never seen anything like it in my life and I hope to never see anything like this again. You couldn't get down the street because there was so many, f- you know, uh, fire trucks, ambulances, police officers. And so we kind of had to walk. We parked on this on the main street, Highway 9 here in Alpharetta, and got out of the car and we're like walking up. And I've never seen anything like it in my life. The entire house was gone, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. So another thing I want to say is thank you to the fire department here in Milton. It was Milton Fire Department. There, You don't realize it. You think of firefighters. But then when you look mm-hmm. and you see the guys that had just come out of the fire – that are just black covered in soot. And so we finally see Ariel or Ariel. I keep calling her Ariel because of Brielle. Right. And then Ariel, obviously the Disney character. So Ariel, Ariel and Brielle. Anyways, we finally see her. She gives me a big hug and she's crying that she, her dog's gone. They, They found the dog and he's gone. And that got me. I started crying. She's crying. Brielle's crying. And there's a lot of people uh, behind the, the the fire department, basically had set up coolers for everybody of water and and that sort of thing. There was police officers everywhere. There's firefighters galore fighting this blaze, um, and there's people behind them with their cameras rolling. It was unreal. It was yeah. unreal. And Ariel's like, "There's like thirty 
fucking people just filming this and I've lost everything. And it was absolutely traumatizing. My heart was beating out of my chest. We brought them water. Well, yeah, because when she was on the phone initially with you guys, the fire department hadn't made it there yet. Yeah. Uh, they they were still a couple minutes out. So she was, I mean, they were, they witnessed the flames and the heat, yeah. you know, like, so by the time my eyes were home, burning and I was only there for an hour, you yeah. know, uh, but by the time, so what's really strange is that she lives, she has her own place downtown mm-hmm. and she happened to be coming up here to local restaurant uh, up here, a restaurant we love um, because she works for them doing like social media posts mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So she was up here and her dad called and said, uh, you know, where are you? The house is on fire. Not thinking like crazy fire, I don't think, mm-hmm. um, or not what it was or is. Yeah, there's a fire at the, at the house. Yeah, yeah, there's a fire at the house. She's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll get right there. Well, when she pulled up, obviously all she cares about is her dog. But at that point, the house was just engulfed. Yeah. And a very beautiful home. It's her childhood home. It's been her and her dad, I think, since she was two years old, just her and her dad. They're like best buddies. Um, and yeah, when so we saw her dad, uh, Rick, um, and they were like hugging. I took some photos of her and her dad in front of the house for memory's sake in the future. I said, Brielle, we should just get a couple pictures. Like they were just hugging each other and you could see the firefighters in the background. And, and so we took some photos for them to have. And I actually showed her when she and her dad kind of her his parents, I think showed up. And so he went over there to them and to watch him fall to his knees. And it was horrible. And then, um, but I showed her the picture. She's like, Oh my God, thank you so much for taking these. Oh my God, thank you so much. So she was really grateful, um, for that. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, for memory's sake. And then um, when they carried the dog out was a big thing, too. I just, my heart's really heavy. So we're going to set up a GoFundMe for, you know, her and her dad just to kind of try to get help them get back on their feet. Um, they lost everything. The house is completely uh, gone. You know, they had, we had, like I said, been there for over an hour, hour and a half. And so the firefighters, the amount of water it takes is unbelievable to me. And the water that was going in the direction of the kitchen, which are, which is where I believe they, they think it started. They heard a loud bang or a neighbor did. And then the house was pretty much engulfed, but the, you could still see it like this smoke and you could yeah. still see, I mean, and it, and it was like, at this point, I don't even know how much water it, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. And I just remember almost feeling like we were filming a movie. I remember looking around like, Oh my God, right? this is a movie. So a lot of the firefighters that had gone in, um, that were being replaced by other ones that were go- now to go in had taken off all their clothes and it was just covered in soot on the ground and it was all lined up perfectly. It was, it was pretty, pretty sad. Um, I've checked on her quite a bit and she says, you know, she's super grateful that she, you know, she has her dad and, you know, things can be replaced. She obviously, her dog was like a sibling to her, which I can totally relate and understand the love for animals, especially her love because she's an only child. Um, her Instagram, you guys, is Ari Bents. It's A R I B E N T S. If you guys want to um, just leave a sweet comment and yeah. send her some love. And we will be starting, like I said, a GoFundMe. I'll try to get it up uh, with this post below this podcast. Every little bit counts, even $1, you guys. So um doesn't have to be much. So that's that, you guys. Sending love and prayer to you, Ariel. We love you and your dad. Yep. Yeah, very sad. Very He's sad. Part of our podcast family. So yes, we're here to take care of each other and lift each other up. So for sure. Um, okay, let's go on to keeping it positive. Enjoy, people. It's our positive segment. Turn that frown upside down. This is funny. Uh, we're going to be talking about like conversation starters and how to make it 
much easier to talk to other people, especially like baseball moms, soccer mom, you know, you're kind of always, you're at the, you know, in the bleachers. Are you one to kind of shy away and not want to say anything to somebody because you're not sure what to say? Or are you like, Hey, what's up? And give everybody a hug. Or do you wait for other people to talk to you? You know, like, it's funny because we're all so different. I'm pretty shy. And I think that people think I can kind of be a bitch because I don't say too much, but it's more that I'm shy than it is that I'm a bitch or I think I'm better than anybody or anything like that. You know, I'm just more right. apt to just kind of stay to myself, right. which people expect You're me an not introvert. to. You're a little bit of a, more of an introvert. They expect me not to because of television. Right. But don't, don't forget that television's in my home with my family, with my film crew. And, you know, I should say our home, right. our film crew. I didn't mean it like, but I'm saying the reason why I'm able to just kind of be myself is, is because it's kind of in my surroundings what I'm comfortable at, comfortable uh, and who I'm comfortable with. Of course. Yeah. Well, and so, so if, if you're an extrovert, congratulations, uh, making connections with people, which can be crucial to your life and your, in your path. And, and, you know, connections and people can be a, a very resourceful tool on your, you know, way to your big, huge dream that you have envisioned. But if you're an introvert and you struggle with making connections or, uh, starting conversations or, uh, some people cringe at the thought of, right. Hey, it can be, uh, it can be starting bit, conversations bit with other people, but um, those, those it's connections, awkward. it's awkward. Mm-hmm. Those connections though can change your life forever. You know, they open doors that you uh, maybe needed opened or whatever. Corey and I are so flipping opposite. What he's saying is not even in my notes. Like that's so funny that you, that you're even thinking of that because that's that part of it never even occurred to me. So right. yeah. Round of applause for Croy. <laughs> but, but so, you know, it, it can be, it can be hard to maybe, or, or more challenging to get to your destination that you have in your mind without connections and without people helping you and without things opening themselves up to you. And those come with, uh, people and changing people's lives and, and helping people uh, and giving and, and all those things. But all of that takes communication with people. You can't just stand next to somebody and know what they want if you can't talk to them or what they have to offer if you uh, aren't willing to listen to them. So let's 100%. give them some tips, love. You know, it can be very awkward to try to start a conversation or it can be painful to you and you take it personally when nobody starts a conversation with you, you think like nobody likes me. Um, so, or something wrong with me or they, yeah, they, they (laughs) hate me. I I definitely get a few looks from, from certain women every weekend Uh at the field. Right. Uh, it's so obvious. Right. Um, I don't give a shit. Like, um, it's weird. What's your fucking problem? Well, you know, they just, but I think, People have said in the past that I'm intimidating. They've said in the past that um, I can come off as a bitch because I don't really say too much. And then when people meet me or talk to me, they're like, you're so down to earth. We hear that all the time. We're human too. Like just because we're on television doesn't mean that we're not human. Right. Who else has tried FabFitFun? If you don't already know what it is, it's a seasonal box that I'm obsessed with, you guys, with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. I have been a FabFitFun member for over four years, you guys. 
literally obsessed, and it's my favorite gift to give. The boxes that I've received are epic. Each season's box features a variety of amazing quality brands like Tarte, Kate Somerville, Free People. I mean, I could go on and on. That's just the beginning of it. Don't miss out. These sell out super fast. Check out www.fabfitfun.com and use code Kim so that you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. And on a side note, you guys, these boxes in general have a value of over $200. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use code Kim. So anyways, we're going to talk about conversation kind of starters. And I think um, this will kind of help you guys uh, do better in this arena. And I myself, like I said, need to kind of work on this. But I think when it comes from somebody that's in the public eye and on television, especially when our show is airing and we're at the field, you know, right before it and the next day after it. And I think people are like, oh my God, you know, like she was just on TV last night. I don't think that they think we're approachable. And then when I do say like, hey girl, I love your sweater. It's like, uh, thanks. Like they don't know what to say. Like, holy shit, she just said something to me. Thanks. Like, and it's right. cut off for me immediately, you know? Right. Then it but you're up. okay. We're I think correct. you're a little bit more approachable with men, you know, like baseball. Like, what's up, Croy? Croy, Croy's very quiet. Like, I laugh loud. I'm when I walk in somewhere, you're like, oh, there's you know, Croy's a little bit more subdued per se and not as loud unless it's yelling. Yeah, at our children. I typically, no, I typ- well, and I, but I typically, uh, I think what I've realized is, is a lot of the connections that I make are more with acts of service. Where so, like, if somebody I see needs help, uh, I'm more willing to just. Step oh, did in. we talk about how you got out of the car and it was like pouring rain the other day, <laughs> and Croy and the traffic is backed up for about 150 cars deep. It's thunderstorming. We're all trying to get out of there, but nobody can move because it's like a two lane road in front, and there's a stop sign about 100 feet to the left and so you can only go right or left at that point nobody lets you out there so croy and this other gentleman got out there and they're directing traffic and ariana's like what the fuck is croy doing directing traffic i just went to starbucks and saw him brielle's like what is croy doing in the road i said did anybody get a picture <laughs> they're like no we didn't but Thank we wanted to turn God. around and do it but no. there was so much traffic <laughs> but i mean so cute but i was getting irritated because well, he no, was out so, there like 30 minutes right well they set off the sirens which says everybody get out the fields you know there's lightning in the area you gotta you gotta disperse uh so they set those off and so there there probably was i would say what maybe close to 1500 well not 1500 people maybe a thousand people in that park yeah would you for say? sure for at sure. least probably a thousand mm-hmm. people kind of in that park there's football fields there's baseball fields people are doing lacrosse there's walking parks there's you know it's it's a full park so when they set those off nobody's anticipating every single one of those people trying to get out of the park. So it, it became extremely backed up just because everybody at the same time was trying to leave. And the road that, that we exit on pretty much, I would say 90% of the traffic that exits on this road, you can't make a left-hand turn because it's a very uh, fast highway. It's right. 45 right. and there's always traffic on it. So nobody can make a left-hand turn. So they just sit there and sit there and sit there and sit there. So wait, where did you go to direct the traffic? So I go, I go into that, into that busy, busy road. I had to go stand right in the middle of that busy, busy road. Did you road. think about the sharp? No. Oh, so what you got to do is once you get one car to stop, right, then, then the next car behind it sees its brake lights and then it's, it's pretty easy. But it's just the finding a, finding a window to Don't step trust out there. People, yeah. yeah. Okay, Anyways. you guys. So hold on. My daughter's calling me. Brielle's just calling me to ask me when I need this shirt back from the dry cleaners when I told her already three times today that it was just, I wanted it pressed, not, it doesn't need to be washed, it's brand new. Um, I just wanted it, you know, pressed. And she's like, I said, you know, it can take a week or two. Like, I don't care. I don't need it right now. She just called to ask me when I needed it. Do I need it like today? I'm like, Brielle. Anyways, okay, you guys. So most of the conversations that we have go something like, hi, how are you? They answer, good. You? You answer, good. That's it. (laughs) 
uh, that uncomfortable pause. Crickets. Like it's like literally crickets. Your brain starts to kind of, you know, freak out. Like, what should I say now? So awkward. Like, what do you do? You may um, end up just kind of like sinking into your chair of just complete embarrassment and vow to never have any more conversations with people, which definitely happens. Like if that happens to me, for example, I definitely don't try to talk to somebody for like the next week. Well, but we don't want that to happen because- right. But I'm just saying, yeah. you're more apt to do that. Right, We're all right. a work in yes, progress, baby. Of course. Um, or you already imagine that it's going to go this way, so you say nothing at all, like is what I said I do, like for a week after something awkward, and then I'll, you know. Right. Or you decide to wait for them to say something first, and then the conversation kind of goes the same way. So no wonder why we all feel like starting conversations feels like you know what's funny torture. Though? Yeah, well, but what's funny to me is is I kind of, I don't mind the awkwardness. We know. Right. <laughs> we are fully aware just, in this house. I just kind of, I'll just stand there, you know, like, I don't have to say anything, you know, like, if, if I'm meant to communicate with you, it'll happen. I don't have to force anything. I'm not going to sit here and, and fluff a conversation either. So I feel like, you know, if, if the connection's supposed to happen, it'll happen. You'll say something funny. I'll say something funny. We'll both observe something maybe or, or whatever in the current situation. And if we don't, then I'll stand here and, let you, let you feel a little weird. tense. Be weird. <laughs> it's okay. It's so weird. It's all right. Anyways, we're going to be talking about conversation starters. So what does that mean? It means that you give the person something to pick up on that they can use to advance the conversation. Right. This is huge. So someone asks like, how are you? And instead of answering just like, good, you say, you know, I'm really great. We're headed. We just got back from the beach. It was wonderful. The weather was great. Um, I'm happy to, you know, get back to work actually or something like that. But just by adding that little bit of information, you suddenly opened up a whole new set of possibilities for this person to talk to you mm-hmm. about things to say. They could respond to you as well. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. You know, we just got back from the beach as well. Or yeah, we're building a house in Turks and Caicos. That's really cool. Oh, where, and th- where are you building your house? And you can kind of feed off of that. You know, as soon as somebody gives you more information, you can have more questions basically right. in 10 words or less. Um, the advantages to providing that, information to somebody is that you can show people love to feel like you're interested in them mm-hmm. no matter who they are you know right. so you know you're showing an interest in what they like people get to know you a little bit better people can see that you're approachable and that you do want to talk um i find that my friends that i'm closest to at the baseball field are ones that are very outgoing and ones that approach me first and ones that continue to approach me that makes sense you know like yeah. lee whitmer is always we're always chitty chatting sarah anyways there's something the other person can pick up on easily to continue the conversation um Um, Well, I would suggest this. If you are really, really focused on moving in a a certain direction, uh, let's say you're trying to land that next big sale or you're trying to expand your e-commerce business or whatever it is that you do, you're heading in that direction that you want to be going, have a conversation starter that has something to do with where it is that you're going. So, you know, if they say, how are you today? You say, man, I'm great. I just, I just launched my new product on my e-commerce site. And they're going to be like, Oh, well, what, is, what do you do? And, and you never know that they may have a, a new manufacturing facility or they may be involved with marketing or they may, who knows what that person does in their own life that they may be able to connect with you and help you expand. So if you want to really make meaningful connections in your life, have your opening line, have always something to do with your direction you're headed, your job, your happiness, your work, or whatever it is. I just finished reading this great, you know, positive book or blog today that helps me, you know, whatever. And it's going to, you know, instantly make a connection that maybe needs to happen to help you get further along. 
So think about that too. You know, yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, you can, again, just continue to advance the conversation, show interest in them. They show interest in you and you, I mean, you just keep going and going like, you know, and, and you can learn a lot about people. I think the other thing is kind of ending the conversation. Like, when do you walk away? I'm one to sit and gab and Corey's like, come on, let's go. Like, what the frig are you doing? Like, text her later. You know, I have the gift of gab when I'm close to you or familiar with you. So anyways, do you see what the difference of like just a little bit of extra information makes in a conversation? It makes a lot. You are funny because you do and don't mind. I don't say you do. You don't mind that awkwardness. No. That's weird, honey. It's, it's quite comical sometimes. No, I think you don't like it because you like to watch the reaction of others, like squirm <laughs> and freak out. And like no. Ariana's one to just because right. she doesn't like that awkwardness. Right. Um. Anyways. Just giving somebody a little bit more information. You have nothing to lose by doing that. Um, you know, I think it's important. Like Croy said, you can, you have no idea what information you may learn or, um, receive, receive. Mm-hmm. You know, if the person appears busy, oftentimes it has nothing to do with you. I think people take that personal as well. I used to get so mad. I'm like, Croy on the baseball field, Croy, nothing, crickets, but he's like, KJ, catch up ball or, and so I don't even talk to Corey during the game much. I just, unless it's like, Hey, the dog got out or I need him for something. He actually doesn't even bring his phone on the field, which for us, cause we're always on the phone if we're away from each other is weird and frustrating, but I don't even try to talk to Corey because now I realize he's not going to respond. Okay. So like in his mind, he's busy, even though he's standing on the field, nobody's up to bat. Nothing's going on and a plane's flying overhead. I'm like, Croy, babe, thinking about the next move. He's busy. thinking about the next move. Anyways, the point of this whole technique, though, and in, in giving somebody more information isn't to reveal confidential information about yourself. Don't reveal too much about yourself. Just add details. You don't want to give them your whole life story either and bore them and make them uncomfortable with the details. No one wants to hear every detail about your latest illness, which brings us to another point. Also, don't focus on negative things. Right. That's that's a big one. I think people will just like, oh my God, did you know Susie Q got that new dog down the street and it's like running rampant in the neighborhood? Like people right. are more apt to like gossip if right. they're going to talk because it's awkward to not talk. I think right. it's everybody can kind of, you know, people love to gossip, I think. Mm-hmm. So anyways, you don't want to overwhelm someone with all the negative things going on in your life either. You just want to add a few extra details so that people have no problems thinking about other things, you know, to say to you and continue the conversation with. You're just making the conversation basically as easy as possible for the other person. Another great way to use this tip is when you introduce, you know, each other. So instead of saying like, Kim, this is Croy, Croy, this is Kim, add something like, Hey, you know, um, Kim, this is Croy. Croy works in the human resource department. You know, he just finished up a, a case on discrimination in the workplace or something along those lines. Right. Now the first person has a couple avenues in which to start the conversation with Croy. Um, she can ask how he likes working in HR or whatever, you know, I mean, that's just another way to kind of introduce people and give a little bit more information to kind of help how many times even on the phone conference calls like hi uh this is kim greg mary that's it and then we all just kind of awkward silence instead of saying hey this is kim who's ever running the conference call even this is kim we have croy on the phone he's the head of hr we have amy on the phone and croy can say hi then amy's on the phone and she does this and so forth and so on that way it's not that awkward silence on these conference calls that we tend to deal with weekly mm-hmm. If you know something that the two people have in common, you could also mention like, hey, Corey just got a cute puppy from the Humane Society. And, you know, everybody knows I love dogs. Didn't you get your dog from there too? Now they have something to talk about as well. Again, don't provide any personal information that the other person doesn't want others to know. You're just providing something that's general so that it can be a conversation starter for them. Uh, people will love you for this. You've suddenly made meeting new people so much more uh 
comfortable mm-hmm. and easier almost. The other great thing about this is that people have an easier time remembering others as well. Do you know how many people come up to me and say, hi, Kim, my name's Susan. While they're telling me their name, I, I don't even remember what they just said. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no clue. Like I'm notorious for it. I took a screenshot. My girlfriend, Abigail on Instagram said this the other day and I was like literally was crying laughing because I thought it was so funny because this is a total Kim move. She, she posted on her, um, her story. One of my biggest faults is that when I ask someone their name, I forget to listen what their name is. And that's a Kim move. Like I barely know people's names. Like I seriously do not know people's names, but everybody's like, Hey Kim. Well, of course, you know, of course. And I think I know everybody too. Cause they're like, Hey Kim. And I'll be like, Hey girl, what's up? What's going on? I have no idea. I've never met them. I'm like, bro, do I know them? It's bizarre. It doesn't take much to change a conversation. Like I said, a little bit of extra information goes a long way. You can discover just a bunch of new stuff about people that you might find helpful or useful, you know, in the end. So don't be afraid to start conversations, to join in, even, you know, in the community in general, baseball games, whatever, and also to lighten up conference calls. You can start right off the jump by just, you know, hey, introducing everybody and kind of going about it that way. Right. Well, and also too, if somebody's kind of not really biting on your, you know, let's just say, Hey, you know, how are you doing today? And, you, and they say, good. And you say, oh, and they ask, how are you? And you say, I'm good. You know, I just finished a fabulous uh, steak, you know, or something. I just had a, the best meal ever at this cool new restaurant down the road. And they're like, great. And they don't say anything else. Right. Say, Weird. say, you know, like they don't want to talk try to one more time and say, you know, uh, you know, did you know next to that restaurant, they also opened up a new flower shop. So if you're, if you're looking to get your wife some, some really nice flowers, Who the fuck is gonna head say there, that? or what, just be, you know, like general I conversation or did you, did, hey, did you see the new, the new fad happening on social media? Hashtag, uh, talk more, you know, or whatever, you know, anything that like is kind of more common knowledge for the general public, throw that out there. If they don't bite, then just say, yep, uh, gotta head over this way and walk away. Because they're already awkward and weird and just keep them moving. <laughs> exactly. So. 60 seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer for your car with True Car. That's right. And the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get a True Cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or home. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate True Cash offer from a local True Car certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions and get the answers that you need so there's no surprises. Then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. We'll be right back with House of Kim. Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Mother's Day is just around the corner. Jen and I always talk about throwing a pair of hoops. By the way, mine are from Claire's from forever ago still. They're like rotting, but they were. They're really cute. <laughs> Now's the perfect time to check out Mama Said with Jamie Lynn Sigler and Jenna Paris on Podcast One. Brought to you by the Lady Gang Network. If he does something negative like shove his brother or call the nanny stupid, mm-hmm. which he did yesterday, <laughs> we take him away. Download new episodes of Mama Said every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. And now back to House of Kim. 
Okay, you guys, so something I've been struggling with lately is sleep. We, my thyroid medicine was a little bit too high. We just reduced it, so maybe that's the reason why, but I've been struggling with sleep um, on and off, I think, for the last year. I just, I don't know. It's I have my good days and my bad days. You guys know I like Benadryl, but it's not good for you. And then I, you can't take Tylenol PM because it has the same stuff in it, and it's just a big shit show for me. Um, and I also don't like taking a whole lot of things, so I struggle even with that. But Croy found an article. It's interesting. I've been trying to do it, and it might work. How to fall asleep in two minutes. It's the golden nugget. You win. All right, shoot, go. 120 seconds. 120 seconds. You can fall asleep in two minutes. I had to think about that for a minute. I'm getting old. Yeah. Um, We've talked a lot about sleep on our podcast recently, how uh, vital it is for your performance, uh, your health, your wealth, your knowledge, your retainability, your communication skills, everything. If you want to perform in your life, you have to get adequate sleep and, and we're, we're starving ourselves of that as, as a country and as people because it's just so fast paced and there's so many things that oversensitize us and the phone thing, you guys looking at your phone two hours before you go to sleep is the worst thing you could do. They say, I don't know if you guys know this, but the blue light from your phone can cause a lot of problems. So on all of our phones, all of our iPads, we have the blue light filter that mm-hmm. Corey got on Amazon yeah. um, that helps with that. You don't want our kids having that blue light. It's, We'll get into that another time. Yeah. Just anyway, go ahead, baby. Anyways, Quick. Yeah, so <clears throat> it's a little article here. Uh, yeah, little article here. And I'll try to be quick with it. Getting enough sleep isn't a life or death kind of thing. Oh, for most of us, getting enough sleep isn't a life or death kind of thing. For me, it is. Yeah. Uh, we might make poor decisions, but us being sleepy at the uh, marketing meeting tomorrow is not going to get someone killed, right? Well, it's not, but... You definitely aren't going to perform well. Uh, During World War II, though, the U.S. military quickly got hip to the fact that if fighter pilots didn't get sleep, their poor decisions had dire consequences. Their mishaps included errors that resulted in them being shot down or shooting down guys on their own side even. Uh, Helping combat pilots get good rest became a fast, huge priority. So the military brought in naval yeah. Ensign Bud Winter to develop and test a scientifically designed method of quote unquote teaching sleep. Winter was previously a successful college football coach who had collaborated with a psychology professor to form techniques to help athletes relax and excel under pressure. The the relaxation hack Winter designed worked. Just after six weeks of practice, 96% of pilots could fall asleep within 120 seconds. Wow. 96%. In two minutes could fall asleep and it took just six weeks to train your body. So even with distractions like gunfire in the background, even after drinking coffee and even sitting up, if it works for combat pilots, it's probably going to work for you regardless of how stressed you are about the morning meeting tomorrow. So here's the steps. Number one, get into a comfortable position. Obviously, if you're in your bed, this is a non-issue. But if you're out and about, get into the most comfortable position that's feasible. Lean your seat back if you're in your car. Find the most comfortable chair in the conference room if you're napping at work. I can't do shit like that. Like, I can't just nap somewhere. Like, that's just. They're teaching you how to do it. They're going to teach you two minutes. So if you have a 30 minute break, you can sleep for 28 minutes, right? So number one, get into a comfortable position. Number two, relax your face. This is key to the whole thing. This is kind of the, the, the whole thing that sets off the chain reaction. You have 43 muscles in your face, and they're a big part of how your body knows whether you're stressed. When you fully relax your face, you send a psychological signal to your body that all is well and it's safe to sleep. That's crucial. So close your eyes and relax your whole face, forehead, cheeks, tongue, and jaw. Let it all go slack. You'll notice... 
as you do this, that your breathing naturally starts to deepen and slow down. Now make sure your eyes are fully relaxed. You have six muscles in your eye sockets. Feel them all go limp. Okay. Big crucial part. Get comfortable. Relax your face. Number three, drop your shoulders. Let them get heavy. Let them go completely as if they were falling down towards your feet. Let the back of your neck relax and go limp. Take a deep breath and let it out slowing, releasing any remaining tension there. As you know, most people store their tension in their shoulders, necks, and jaws. Now your arms. Feel them get heavy and relax. Start with your dominant side. If you're right-handed, start with your right bicep and feel it relax. If it's not, tense it fully and then let it go slack. Repeat the process with your hands. Number four, let your legs go limp. Feel your right quad sinking down, getting heavier and heavier. Next, your right calf, ankle and foot, repeat on the other side. So essentially what you're trying to do is get comfortable, then start from your head and work your way down to your toes and let everything kind of feel like it's melting. Like think of like a gooey caramel. Everything's just kind of like, really? Yeah. Okay. Right? Number five, clear your mind for 10 seconds. That's it. Just clear your mind for 10 seconds. Now that you have fully relaxed your body, all it takes is to fall into a deep sleep is to turn your brain off. This is like the moment after you switch your iPhone off when it takes another few seconds for it to fully power down. What you really want to avoid are any thoughts that involve movement, like I've got to go get the dry cleaning tomorrow, or did I remember to put out the recycling? These thoughts actually prompt involuntary movement in your body. You don't realize it, but just thinking about something causes micro contractions in certain muscles. Winter has some tips for what to think of instead. And remember, you're holding this for just 10 10 seconds, but you have to hold it for 10 seconds straight, okay? This thought. First, we uh, we want you to fantasize that, oh my goodness. First, we want you to fantasize (laughs) that it is a warm spring summer day and you're lying in the bottom of a canoe in a very serene lake. You are looking up at the blue sky with lazy floating clouds. Do not allow any other thought to creep in. Just concentrate on this picture and keep foreign thoughts out, particularly thoughts that have any movement or motion involved. You can also think of yourself laying on the beach and just hearing those waves crash over and over as you're sitting there in that lounge chair or wherever, whatever you're non-movement happy places. In the second sleep-producing fantasy, imagine that you are in a big black velvet hammock and everywhere you look is black. You must also hold this picture now for 10 seconds. The third trick is to say the words, don't think, don't think, don't think. Hold this, blanking out other thoughts for at least 10 seconds. And that's it. When you have fully relaxed your body and your mind, that's and a mind that's still for 10 plus seconds, you will fall asleep, period. Remember, pilots mm. practice the method over and over, and 96% of them achieved success after six weeks of practice. These weeks of practice are a worthwhile investment because once you have it down, you can nap and sleep anywhere, which will dramatically improve your quality of life. They end it with sweet dreams. Interesting. I've tried it last night at about three o'clock in the morning. I went to bed a little early because I was really exhausted and had bad heartburn thanks to Tracy's stuffed jalapenos or whatever the frig I was eating and couldn't stop eating. Um, And so I went to sleep early and I woke up at, I don't know, I said, Corey, what time is it? What time is it? He's like, it's 2.30. I'm like, fuck felt like seven in the morning. So I couldn't go to sleep. I started thinking and thinking and thinking. So I said, all right, you know what? And I tried this and it actually worked. I went to sleep. Oh, wow. But you, but me, because I think so much, right. it took me a little bit longer right. than two minutes. So right. anyways. That article was right off of Inc. Uh, so if you want to search for that, you sure can, but I hope it works. All right, you guys. Happy Mother's Day to all the mamas out there. I hope you are spoiled. Ron, have an incredible day and we will be back on Monday. 
Thanks for listening to House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Beerman. Catch new episodes weekly exclusively on PodcastOne.com, on the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. Sponsors for this episode of House of Kim are Bocha Sweet. Taste the healthy sweetness of Bocha Sweet. Go to BochaSweet.com to order today. FabFitFun. Go to FabFitFun.com and use coupon code KIM for $10 off your first box and True Car. For a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.